This episode of Hustle and Pro is brought to you by I9 Sports. I9 Sports provides a youth sports experience that teaches the importance of good sportsmanship on the field and in life in a convenient one day a week schedule. I9 is open to all kids and all skill levels ages 3 to 14 in flag football, soccer, baseball, basketball, volleyball, and lacrosse. I9 Sports is the way youth sports should be. Find a youth sports program near you at i9sports.com. That is the letter I, the number nine, sports.com. This is Hustle and Pro with Kelly Walker. Join Kelly as she talks sports with players, coaches, organizers, and entrepreneurs from Wee League to Pro. Now here's your host, Kelly Walker. It's football time in Texas, and we have Greg Tepper here to tell us all about it. Welcome to Hustle and Pro, Greg. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you letting me into your palatial studio. This is a lot nicer than I'm used to. Well, I'm excited to have you here. So I think you have what many people would say is their dream job, getting to work in sports and specifically in football. So you are the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, which is called by many the Bible of Texas Football. You um, work for Fox Sports Southwest, where you host the Fox Football Friday and the High School Scoreboard Live, right? Mm -hmm. And you host a daily live show on TexasFootball.com. Yeah, all my bad days at work involve football. That's pretty good gig. That's pretty good gig, right? So, so I usually do these quick hits, and one of them is about your favorite sport. So, is football your favorite sport to watch? Yes, but at the same time, like when you work in football. You like it becomes work. Do you know what I mean? That that when I watch football, I now watch it with a really analytical eye. I'm always looking at things. It, it's been a while since I've been able to sit and like enjoy a football game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is uh, because I, I I love the game and I, I love kind of breaking it down in depth. Uh, but if you're if you're talking about uh, what I do just to turn my brain off and to have fun. Uh, I like fo- I like baseball and I like soccer. Uh, those are two things that I that I hop into. But uh, but football. It, look, I, I love football. I don't want I don't want to make any bones about it. But uh, yeah, there's definitely parts. You know, you go to a, a party or something like that, and people find out what you do, and they say, "Oh, well, what do you think of this in, in football?" And I'm like, "I'm at a party. Maybe yeah. we're talking about that's now we're talking about work. Talk. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about work. Um, but it's you know it's still it's it's a dream job. So I, I do love football." So all that being said, who is your favorite athlete of all time? Oh wow! Um, so I have I have an odd answer to that. Um, my favorite athlete of all time is a, a former Rangers third baseman named Hank Blaylock. Who? Um, Hank. Yeah, Hank Blaylock. Uh, he his his probably claim to fame was in two thousand and three. He had the game winning home run in the All Star game. He was not the MVP of that All Star game, but that's not bothering me sixteen years later. But it's. Um, uh, that is a guy that whenever I was really becoming sports conscious and really appreciating what what football uh, what what sports uh, could have an impact on people, he was somebody who came ro- came along and played the right style at the right time in my life, um, and so much so that uh, I have a son, I have a nine month old son, and there's a rumor that I will not substantiate on this podcast that uh, that we named him Hank because of Hank Blaylock. Mm-hmm. That is. That is a vicious rumor. Sounds very far fetched. I I just don't get it. But he was he's probably my guy. And what's weird is I think when you people people think who's your favorite athlete, they're thinking like oh like Michael Jordan or or somebody like that. Yeah. Uh, you know like one of the all time greats. Hank Blaylock's never going to be mistaken for one of the all time greats, but he holds a I, I hold a candle. For I him love getting the obscure. Well, I think rather than the the what everybody's uh, thinking already. Then, so that's great. That's a great answer, Kelly. If you're into the obscure. <sighs> 
you have come to the right place. All right. What about, okay, I'm anxious for this one now. So what about your favorite team of all time? So um, I'm a Rangers fan. The 2000 and um, probably, you know, 2010 Rangers mm-hmm. that won the, won the pennant are, are certainly up there. Um, I would also say I went to the University of Missouri uh, to study journalism. And while I was there, the 2007 team, Mizzou football team, was really, really special. They rose to number one at one point. Uh, that was a lot of fun to watch. Um and 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 yeah, it's th- those would probably be the ones that that I that would that would jump out to me. I also root for a very bad English soccer team, who uh, Queens Park Rangers. Oh, so that I'll is go a little random. QPR. Yeah. They are in London, but they're they have since been relegated to the Championship. I was going to so. say, what league are they in? They're in the Championship, so they're they just make me sad all the time. Which is hang in there. Kind of a a common theme with my sports fandom is everyone just makes me sad eventually. That's one of those fun ones to root for, though, because if you hang in there long enough, you just never know. And when they do bump up or yeah. do something big, it's going to be really big for you. Well, and that was the thing is that they they actually during my fandom I. Took, I started rooting for them in like 2010, and they quickly got relegated from the Premier League, and then they came back up like the next year, and that was a super fun year to to root for them. It's all been nothing but sadness since then, just a lot yeah. of lot of lot of pain and, and suffering and sadness, and um, you know, 9 a.m. wake up calls to watch them lose that's, three to one on a bad internet stream. That's sports for you. This is the life I've chosen. So, where were you? I'm thinking you can answer. Mm-hmm. Where were you? When the Rangers almost won the World Series, I was uh, at a friend's house. Uh, we had gone over there. My wife, uh, my wife, then fiance, who is from St. Louis, I should say. Mm. Um, and we made we we talked about how we've now been married for uh, seven years, and if we can make it through that moment, because uh, she's a big Cardinals fan, as you can imagine, uh, then we can make it through anything. And so I was over at a friend's house. We had ordered Napoli's pizza because of Mike Napoli. And uh, I was uh, entirely certain that this was going to be the best moment of my life. Um, and then... And, and it was and so then, close. And then, it, and then it wasn't. Man, you and went to someone's wasn't. house. We can't do that for that big of a game. We have to be like yeah. zoned in in our own TV where we're con- in control of all the elements. All I need, the only thing I need when I'm watching a sporting event that I'm engaged in is I need about seven feet to pace. To I'm, move. A, I'm a pacer. I will go back and forth. My wife is probably listening to this and laughing at that because she's seen me walk behind our couch a hundred thousand times during, during sporting events. But mm-hmm. that's what I, I need. I need a space to pace. Okay, I have a question about your, your Twitter um, bio. Tell me why mm-hmm. you say to people, you'll think I hate your favorite team. Because they will. And it just saves me a lot of time. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, at Tepper. Um, and T-E-P-P-E-R, it's like Pepper with a T. And I, uh, when you cover everything that I cover in the state of Texas. So at Dave Campbell's Texas Football, we cover every high school football team in the state. There's 1,400 of them. Um, there are 40, we cover every college team in the state. There are 47 of them, not just the 12 FBS teams and certainly not just the Aggies and the Longhorns, but you're talking about Texas State, UTEP, down to Southwestern Assemblies of God, down to um, all of these schools that I guarantee you, I'm, if I were to tell your listeners, it would be the first time they were ever hearing their name. Yeah, you're going to leave people out. Right, you're going to leave people out. And inevitably, in my job, predictions are part of what you do. And I just got tired of hearing, oh, well, Tepper picked against Mejia because he hates he hates the black cats, which is just not true. And so it's just a lot easier to get out in front of it. I don't actually the 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 funny thing is I don't actually care who wins and loses. I like I don't. The only thing I'm interested in is compelling storylines. 
Um, and, and the great thing about covering high school football especially is, is that there's never a shortage of compelling storylines. There's always teams to talk about. There's always great stories out there. And, and we, b- being at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and at Fox, we have the ability to tell all of them. And, and everything in the state of Texas is within our jurisdiction. So whether you're talking about the largest school in the state, which is Allen, which has an enrollment of 6,664, or the smallest school in the state that plays football, which is Welch Dawson, they have an enrollment of 13. Where's that? Uh, West, think Southern Panhandle. Mm, never heard of it. Yeah, right, because right. they have an enrollment of 13. 13. Um, and they, they have a football fo- team? They play six-man football. Yeah. Well, they they don't now. I don't think they have enough boys in the school. But oh. my point is... That when you cover all of them, you get to tell all of their stories, which is great. But inevitably, you're going to leave somebody out. And so it's just a lot easier if I just tell them, oh, you're probably going to think I hate your favorite team. I promise you, I don't. All right. Okay, let's get into some of those stories then and, and some local high school football mm-hmm. specifically. Set this scene for us on what's going on right now in and around Frisco. I know you cover the whole state, but sure. um, Frisco, Dallas area in the high school football ranks. Yeah, certainly. You know, in, in the Frisco area, I think the conversation is going to start with, with, with Lone Star. Um, Lone Star is a program that we've had our eye on for a long time, ever since, of course, they went to that state championship game 2015, came up short to uh, Cedar Park. That was a great team with Jason Shelley and company um, leading the way. That is, uh, I would say, the toast of, of Frisco right now, and it's easy to see why. They have, they have an outstanding wide receiver by the name of Marvin Mims. He's committed to Stanford, uh, a quarterback in Garrett Rangel, who is, is really stepping up into, in a big role. Uh, going into the season, they actually had two quarterbacks, and, and when we watched them in, in seven-on-seven play, which is just kind of summer league, um, they had both quarterbacks out there. They both looked really good. We thought, oh, quarterback controversy. Mm-hmm. The good thing is Garrett Rangel's really st- – uh, the other one – well, not the good thing. The other quarterbacks uh, got injured, so it kind of forced the hand of Garrett Rangel, but he's really stepped Decision up. Decision was made for them. Exactly. Uh, they have one of the best coaching staffs in the state, um, led by Jeff Rayburn, and they are – you know, they're the toast of, of Frisco. But I'd also lump in a team like Reedy. Um, Reedy – for a what is it with Frisco opening new schools and and, and suddenly being up being you know taking over uh, taking over right because that's not supposed to happen no no you, it, you're it, supposed to be bad for a while when you're new that's exactly right yeah. and especially in Texas high school football that that tends to be the case but you know what what they've been able to build really quickly under um, ch- um under Chad Cole has been a um, has been an identity. This is an, uh, a team that plays really physical. They've got uh, a, one of the most exciting and I think old school football players in the state uh, by the name of Will Harbor. Will Harbor is an all state linebacker, running back, kicker, punter, does everything. Might as well stir the Gatorade at this point. He <laughs> is a lot of fun to watch. Uh, and then the other one that I would kind of point out in, in, in Frisco is, is uh, I guess, in Wichita Falls, they call it Old High, but Frisco High. They have a new coach in, in, in Jeff Harbert who got the, who, uh, got the promotion. In the offseason when Vance Gibson left after a long tenure there at, um, there at Frisco, he goes and takes a job on the staff of East Texas Baptist University. And they are reinventing themselves. This is an offense that has always been um, based on the wing tee, which is a very old-school, grinded-out running game type of offense. Jeff Harbert wants to open things up. He wants to, to do some, some fun things. They've got some, some playmakers out there like Blake May, their running back. Um, they're a team to keep an eye on. The Raccoons are, it's been, a, it's been a minute since we've been talking about them in any sort of meaningful way, but I would certainly keep an eye on them uh, as, as far as uh, a team in the first quarter. Is this the first season that we're in now with the new coach, you yes. say? Yes, okay. Jeff Harbert's in his so first year. it's early year. to tell, but you expect. Yeah, you know, this is a yeah. team that, that I think we at the Dave Campbell's offices kind of looked at them and said, okay, just keep an eye on them. They were pretty good last year, 7-5 last year. They've got a lot coming back from last year's team, I believe. Um, uh, including nine starters on what was a really good defense back from last year. This is a, a Frisco team that I think 
uh, has a lot of high upside, uh, a team that, that you can dream on. Probably not a team that's going to go win a state championship, but I think could, could, could give everyone they play a lot, a lot of trouble. I hear our neighbors in the colony have a team. Well, good team. Reedy can tell you all about that. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, that was a game that really opened our eyes. We were um, going, we, we had actually had Dave Campbell's Texas football with Fox. We sent a reporter out to that game. And, and kind of we were thinking, okay, this is, you know, a good test for Reedy, but this is a state-ranked Reedy team. We think they're going to take care of business. Well, the Colony had other ideas. The Colony really put it on Reedy. And what, what Rudy Rangel has done, speaking of kind of offensive transitions, is really impressive. This is a guy who has been, I used to work for the Dallas Morning News. Mm-hmm. And when you work for a newspaper, and for our younger readers, a newspaper is when you take a tree and you cut it down and you turn it into paper and then you write yesterday's news on it and then they bring it to your house. The, I worked for a newspaper for 10 years. Oh, and you survived. So I feel you, yep. You survived. Good for you. Do you have scars too? I yeah, loved it every uh, minute of it, but I I'm did, glad I'm not I did still too. the newspaper world. I did too. And, and as somebody who works for a magazine, which is the same idea, except it's, it's, um, it's bound like a book. Uh, um, in any case, whenever I would cover the colony for the Dallas Morning News, I always loved it because the colony ran the kind of offense where they ran the ball and the games were really short. So I could get my story in on deadline, be fine. Now they have gone a little bit more wide open. Their quarterback, Mikey Harrington, had a terrific game, and they have a receiver by the name of Miles Price who just today, although I don't want to timestamp it because then people will know when we're recording it, right. but just today committed to Texas Tech. And he is a guy My who, Red Raiders. Your Red Raiders, mm-hmm. yes. Wreck them. And they, are, they have changed their offense to be a lot more wide open, a lot more explosive, and it's paying dividends. They are a team that is very quickly rising, and, and suddenly we're paying a lot more attention to it. Their Coach Rudy Rangel has done an excellent job uh, with, uh, with the Cougars. It's, they're, they're a team that, that's certainly on our radar. Any surprises so far? Um, yeah, you know, in the, especially in the, in the DFW Metroplex, uh, the, the, the teams that, that surprised me the most would be a little bit more in the small school ranks. Uh, but, you know, there, there are a number of teams that, that are off to, to fast starts um, in, in, the greater, in the kind of the greater DFW area. One of them, uh, I would say, is Arlington Martin. Arlington Martin is a program that um, in week one went down to Lake Travis. Lake Travis is where Baker Mayfield went. Ba- Lake Travis is where, uh, if you want to date yourself, Garrett Gilbert went. Um, they are they are a preeminent. They're a team you always see playing in the semifinals in the state championship game. They went to Lake Travis and put it on them in week one, 35-14. and that was. And then they followed that up with a with a really big win uh, in week two over Hebron. Hmm. They're a team that that certainly is is keeping my eye, uh, keeping an eye. You know, the Colony certainly uh, qualifies as well. Um, but but overall, you know, when you take a look at DFW, the the great thing is you have this wide swath to draw from there, there's every every single kind of team out there uh teams that are defensive oriented teams that score 70 points a game it, it, teams that um you know like to slow it down teams like to go fast um teams with first year coaches teams with coaches that are that are literally the third leading coach uh, you know third winningest coach in state history like uh, randy allen at highland park you've got everything you want the other team that i would keep an eye on is prosper Prosper is another program that I think a lot of the attention on them has been drawn towards the stadium. They have mm-hmm. a new stadium. Right. Um, that uh, Children's Health Stadium, I believe is the name of it. Mm-hmm. A lot of the oxygen in the room has been sucked up by that. But they've actually got a really good team, too. And I think people are going to start to pay attention. Those would be the teams that I, that would classify in the DFW area as surprises. Now... I know around here I'm hearing Lone Star Highland Park is a big rivalry or a big game everybody's looking forward mm-hmm. to. What what big games or small games are you looking forward to? Yeah, uh, you know, for me, 
what stands out whenever you take a look at, at games and, and, and the Highland Park Lone Star game, by the time people listen to this, may have already gone off, but um, Lone Star is looking to go to Highland Park and be the first Texas team to beat the Scots at home since 1998. Think about that. It's 1998. Um, I was... 104 years old in 1998. Uh, this is, uh, but but overall, um, the in, in DFW you always have a handful of games that are that are going to to catch your eye every single week. Uh, what I'm looking forward to, especially down the line, is when we get into district play because district play is is, is you know that's what gets you into the playoffs. That's sure. what that's what those are the games that matter. All these non-district games are fun, but they don't you know I hate to say they don't matter, matter, but they don't they don't get you in the playoffs. They don't get you closer to a state championship game. For me, they're good data points, but I would look at a game like Allen and Prosper coming down the coming down the line. That's that's a game that that certainly catches my eye. Um, closer to the Frisco area, um, when Lone Star and the Colony play. It's going to be interesting because, you know, one of the things is that we are in, um, we're in year two of what we call a realignment cycle. The UIL changes their districts every two years. We are in year two. So these teams have already played last year. They're used to playing each other in district. And especially when you have programs like that are geographically very close to one another, they tend to be in the same district. They get to know each other mm-hmm. a lot. Um, People know what they're getting when they're playing Frisco Lone Star. You know you're going to get explosive weapons on the outside. You can get really strong play in the front seven, the defensive line, and, and linebackers. And you're going to get great coaching. With the Colony changing their offense, that makes it a different wrinkle. And, and to me, when you take a look at District 5A five, uh, Division One, that's a game coming down the pike that I am very, very interested in. Um, everything in District 7-5A Division One is interesting because that is the district that spans... Uh, literally from Sherman all the way to Texarkana. Um, it is a huge district that was drawn up by, by the UIL in their infinite wisdom, and I hope our, my friends at the UIL are not listening to this. <laughs> uh, but it was, you know, they kind of had to do it. Uh, you know, and elsewhere, uh, look, uh, one, of the, one of the surprises in the DFW Metroplex, I would say, uh, has been, and, and especially here in this area, uh, has been uh, Lebanon Trail. You know, another new program another new one. In, in the DFW Metroplex that's off to, at this moment, an undefeated start. Um, and and has a chance, I think, to to really make some noise. And and they are now entering district play. They're in a nine-team district, so they have to play eight district games. So they're already in the district play. Is it fool's gold? You know, when they play a team like Frisco, when they play a team like Denison, when they play a team like Reedy, like Lovejoy, there are some heavy hitters in their district. Can they hold up to it? But uh, what they have done so far, I think, has has really impressed a lot of people. I believe the coach there is Sat Jackson, who moved in from from Fr- uh, from Reedy. Or I want to get him uh, in here from Maynor. Yeah, talk about these new schools. Right. How they're building so fast. These teams. Well, and that's that's kind of the thing. And, and you know, I, I know that from the. Um, from the statewide perspective, I think people think of Frisco and all the schools run together. I think you hear Frisco and then everybody kind of glazes over before you get to the second part of it. Uh, but they are all so diverse and so different and, and growing in different ways. And what I love about covering teams in Frisco is I think the depth of coaching here is really impressive. You, you go A guy like Sad Jackson, who had great uh, success at Maynard before moving to Lebanon to help open Lebanon Trail. A guy like Derek Roberson, who is the coach, I believe, at Dallas Skyline, uh, perennial power in the DFW Metroplex, moving over to take over a new Frisco Memorial team. Rayburn, Cole, the, the coaches uh, are are really solid in, in Frisco, and, and what I think is interesting is that Frisco IC has made that investment into, into quality mm-hmm. coaches. And it's paying off. It is. Yeah, it's it's paying off, and I think that the, the depth in Frisco ISD, look, you're always going to have pro, pro uh, programs that are struggling, especially you know not every program that's that's in its infancy and its nascency um, is success. Memorial struggling right now, but at the same time, 
um, you can count on there being the resources there for them to compete going forward. Do you care to make a prediction since by the time this airs, it might have oh, already wow. played Lone Star Highland Park? Oh, my gosh. You're going to make me do it? Well, you don't have Well, to. here's the problem is that if I make this prediction, then uh, immediately I'm either going to be genius or... Mm-hmm. Or, or uh, an idiot. Or, or wrong. Or an idiot, which, you know. <laughs> that's why I'm giving you the out. If you don't want to make it, you can pass. Man, I'll tell you, it's, 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 it's like being married. You say they um, haven't lost at home they have not, not, in, since 98. They have not lost a home game to a Texas team a home game to since a Texas 1998. Team. In 1998, I was sitting in class with one Cliff Kingsbury. Really? Like, mm-hmm. Oh, old Cliffy. Old Cliffy. He was a former day. He's, in fact... A small note, we'll get to my... I'm not just stalling for my prediction. Um, Cliff Kingsbury's been on our cover of Dave Campbell's Texas Football more than any other person. I wonder why. He was in the cover in 2016 <laughs> uh, with Pat Mahomes, who both of whom turned out pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he was on the cover a couple of times when he was a player. Um, he is a, a guy we're infinitely familiar with. And, um, okay, I'll tell you a very quick story about Cliff Kingsbury. We did the cover shoot with Cliff Kingsbury in, in Lubbock in 2016 with Pat Mahomes. Um, they were extremely gracious with their time. And we go out there, we fly out there to Lubbock, we set everything up, and Coach Kingsbury comes in, and so does Mahomes. And Mahomes like, okay, well, i got to go put on my pads. Great. Okay, well, hey, Coach, while you're here, you're ready. Could we just take some um, take some photos just of you? And he's like, yeah, sure, you know, no problem, stuff like that. And he kind of walks over to the, to the, the backdrop we have set up, and he goes, um, oh, do you want the sunglasses on or off? And I go, I was going to ask, do you have his sunglasses? I mean, of on? course we want them on coach. It's uh, you know, this That's is the this look is, this is coach. Cool. So like that, so coach bro, coach bro, he literally puts on the sunglasses. We toss him a football. He holds it. And if you're familiar with the documentary film Zoolander, mm-hmm. he strikes blue steel and just goes, Whoom. and I swear to you, we used that photo. First photo we took of him. Like you want to talk about a guy who knew what he was doing He's ready uh, in, in photo shoots as for Lone Star Highland Park. I'm going with Highland Park. You don't pick against a streak. Okay. And, 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 and although I will say this, this is maybe one of their biggest tests they've had at home in that 20, 20 and a half year streak. So it wouldn't surprise me. When you get that right, yes. I'll, I'll give you credit for it on Twitter. If you get it wrong, I'll ignore it. Wow. That's, that. That is, it's usually the exact yeah, opposite. I know. Of my I'm nice, though. That, that's very nice of you, Kelly. Thank you. So tell me, I want to switch gears here. Um, I want to know more on the personal side of you've worked in sports a long time. I get that. And you told us about your football and and baseball and soccer interests. But what's your sports background like growing up? What were you doing Um, and where? I I was an exceptionally bad athlete. That's not true. I was a very mediocre athlete. Um, And I grew up in, I kind of bounced around, but I did the majority of my growing up in Coppell. Uh, I'm a, I'm a local, local yokel. And, um, decided to um, when I was when I was in sports I was always interested in sports ESPN was always on in my house and I was always paying attention to the Ranger game or paying attention to, to, to football whatever was on TV I was a sports nut my dad is, is a sports nut as well uh, my mom too um, and so I I played sports was not very good at it I tell people that I that I that I played high school football but played as a generous term they gave me a jersey you were out there I was out there I, I had a jersey and so I, I kind of figured out that I was not going to be good enough to play, but I wanted to work in sports. And I ended up finding my way to journalism through a, a really inspiring teacher that I had at Coppell. Uh, I started looking around at journalism schools, ended up at Missouri, uh, which has a, a 
a journalism school. And so I uh, went there to, to Missouri and, and came back with a degree. And at that point, a girlfriend that turned into a fiance that turned into a wife that turned into the mother of my son. And yeah, it, it's, I've been blessed. It's, it's, it's a great, it is a, there's a lot of people who want to work in sports because sports is fun. And I agree. <laughs> it is fun. And, and even my, even my really stressful days, I have to think, Hey, listen, you're living the dream. You're doing something that a lot of people wish they could. Right. Because there's a lot of people who just sit at a desk and, and you know, push paper, you know, 40 hours a week and then go home and clock out. I don't want to go watch football. Right. And want to go watch football. I have weird hours. I, I, Friday nights, I will wake up. Uh, Friday nights, my nights end at about 1 uh, when High School Scoreboard Live comes off the air. Um, but it's worth it. And I have a, a wonderful family who puts up with it. And, and who, who I tell I have a, 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 I widow my wife basically on Friday nights because I just run away and play with my football friends. But it's, it's, it's a joy. It really is. You probably have other flexibility, you know, you're not nine to five, like everyone else all the time. Right. So it it probably balances out a little. No, certainly. And, and I don't have to wear a suit to work. Right. Uh, Although most people, when they see me on Fox, I'm wearing a suit. Um, I don't have to, I don't have to do that. I, I have a lot of flexibility there. There are busy times, like when we're putting together the magazine and during football season, and then there's kind of more off seasons. But it is, uh, it's a true joy, and it's something that that I think a lot of people dream of, and, I, yeah. and I'm happy to live that dream. I don't think people realize when they dream of it, they don't realize how you have to take in the game when you're covering it and working mm. it versus what you. I mean, if you're not like it, from the little things, from how people as a fan pregame and. Drink and eat and all of these things. What you can wear, how you can share, you know, all right. the whole experience is completely flipped when you're covering it. Yeah, I haven't had a beer at a college football game in years. And it's, you know, that's, that's, but that's a, that's a, a sacrifice I'm willing to make because uh, I get into the games for free. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but you're right, is that the, the difference of covering a game versus attending a game is in two different planets. And um, uh, I don't have time to cheer. I don't have time to find a rooting interest. I'm, I'm, I'm working. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what I'm seeing and, and, and um, thinking about what the story I'm going to write is about or what my thoughts about the game are going to be. And, and, and you have to view it through a more analytical eye than a more emotional eye. But I'm also, I also recognize that my work allows other people to – it brings them joy and it brings them something um, that they can enjoy it in a more emotional level while still maybe having – some some of the information that I can that I can bring them. So uh, it is an odd kind of thing that in a lot of ways you do have to turn in your fan card whenever you mm-hmm. you become a, a, a capital J journalist, as they say. But it's it's in the end it's worth it because I know that I know that what I'm doing matters to people and what I'm doing people care about and uh, I I literally would not do my job if people didn't care. Like I, I, I would stop doing it. it. It's not worth it to me. The paycheck is nice, but it's that's not what I'm in it for. I'm in it because people like people like it. And people are passionate about it. And sure. That's especially on the high school side. That's what's so fun yeah. is people are passionate about it. And my job could not exist in Maryland. My job could not exist in in North Dakota. You're saying it's a Texas. Thing. It's a Texas. Thing. Yeah. It's a te- it's dis- it's decidedly Texas. It's it's uniquely Texan. It is mm-hmm. a Texan touchstone. We do it different here, right? We do it different, bigger. I would say better, in my opinion. But that's editorializing. I saw you recently on Free For All with Ducey oh, and Sam. With Ducey. Is that as much fun as it looks? Yes, yes. Ducey's a great guy. Mike Ducey is a great guy. And um, 
we don't hold the fact that he's an Iowa grad against him. But uh, no, he's a really good guy, and Sam is wonderful in in her new new time there at Fox Four. It is. It's. Um. It, I did not. My degree is in newspaper journalism. I have a newspaper journalism degree from two thousand and eight. What an idiot I am. Um, but I, but I, I, I did not get into it to be in television and be on broadcast and be the quote unquote face of a franchise. I was kind of thrust into it, but I'm glad I was. And so now, uh, you know, it's fun that people want my opinion on sports. That's fun to me. And it's, it's, you know, I try to be thoughtful about it. And so, yeah, it's, it's fun. And especially when you get people like that, like yeah, Deuce and, and they Sam. they look like they have a lot of fun. Right. They are a lot more low key, a lot more, you know, a lot more relaxed. There are some times where you go on a, on a radio interview or a TV interview and it is very straight. Let's tell me about Oklahoma. Do you think they can win the big 12? In which case, you know, I'm happy to answer those questions. But at the same time, I made a, I made a pledge to myself when I started doing the TV thing and I started doing the more broadcast thing. Uh, that I would I would always do it for an audience of one, and that is me. And I try to make myself laugh and have fun myself. And so the moment I stop doing that is the moment I'll probably just quit. I'm not going to quit, though. Good. I was going to say, keep it up. It's yeah. fun. It's, but, I mean, I know you're not, uh, like, are you a regular on there, or are you just a guest? Um, I've been on there a couple times. Okay. I've been on, Deucey's got my number. They, so yeah, he, they like to have guests come back. And I, I go to bed watching them most nights, or at least, you know, close to it. So, um they entertain me. So keep doing what you're doing. It's really fun. Do you want to give a quick plug on where people can find you? Yeah. Um, you can, You can of course, see my work at TexasFootball.com. Um, and then you can watch Fox Sports Southwest. It, at this point, if you turn on Fox Sports Southwest, I'm probably just going to show up on your screen at some point. The, um, the worst is during, like, Ranger games because I'm on one of their commercials, and I will get – tweets and text messages from my friends who are like, God, get off my screen, Tepper. <laughs> oh. Uh, but then the other part is on Friday nights. Because Friday night is, of course, when everybody stays at home and watches television, right? Entirely sober. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, especially during the late show, uh, High School Scoreboard Live, which is 11 p.m. to 1 a.m., that is when my phone blows up with photos of televisions at various adult beverage mm-hmm. depots across this lovely state saying, look at you, idiot, nice tie. Um, I'm here doing this, and you're there doing that. Right. right. And at that point, that, those are hours four and five of my Friday nights, and so one of those beverages would be really nice. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, TexasFootball.com, and then if you want to follow me on Twitter, at Tepper, I'm supposed to tell you that because okay. that's supposed to be good for the brand. Good. Got it all in there. Thanks. I, I know you're busy. This is your busy season, right? A few weeks into high school football. So I appreciate you driving over here and sitting down, giving us a few minutes. Kelly, it was it was wonderful. This was not nearly as painful as you told me it was going to be. And I also appreciate you not talking about that thing that we agreed that we wouldn't talk about on the air. Thank you very much. That's no an problem. extremely personal thing.